0: Good evening, khuyenand, mulweni, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. Well, of course, we're starting a little bit later because the prayer time of Maghrib coincided with my program time. This evening, we have a guest, very well known to yourselves, Amin Mohammed, who's in the studio, and we're going to be talking about some aspects of addiction, Addictive behaviour and understanding addictions and being the carers of people who are suffering from addictive behaviour, you know those will be the focus of our discussion this evening. So, firstly, to greet I mean, Amin, alaikum and welcome to the program.
1: Waalaikumsalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: I think the the focus tonight. We would like for it to be, and we'll start off with the first, and we'll see how far we get before we move on to perhaps another focus, would be when an addict has an often, you know, people will refer to it that, He's really hit rock bottom Or people will say I really believe that I've hit um, rock bottom mm-hmm. um, And and I'd like to perhaps refer to a case in point So that people can understand the context of our discussion So, uh, you know, this case in point is um, A listener who described this A 20-year-old youth who had been on took Had been hospitalized twice In very short succession For extreme diarrhea, vomiting blood, lost a lot of weight basically resembles a skeleton feet swollen, could hardly walk, was discharged, went back to using, hospitalized for a second time very very quickly with pains over his heart and then cries very bitterly when he's in hospital for his condition, yet when he leaves he goes and uses drugs again. He then says his father uses drugs in front of him and that makes it very difficult. But Mm -hmm. let's first get to the first part Mm -hmm. of the discussion. Um, When someone hits rock bottom, Mm -hmm. is it so that they can either go get to getting better Mm -hmm. or becoming even worse? And what would you think are very often contributing factors for either way?
1: either way that they yeah. go yeah. All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Lord of the worlds And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You know for having given us the greatest gift In Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa As a mercy unto mankind I have felt you know that type of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on numerous, numerous occasions mm-hmm. on my journey of trying to sort of, um, you know, um, control my addiction towards drugs, and we've discussed this at length mm-hmm. on the radio. Shahida, first and foremost, I just want to say to all those Darul Islam listeners, thank you for you know becoming a voice of the Cape listener, Great. and. Um, all those students uh, i hope that you will still respect me but i've got to say to all of you you know that with exams coming up you've got a choice to make you can either become a person that is educated and take you know informed decisions because that's what education does or you can go by the wayside it's all about the decisions and choices that you make in life so to darul islam thank you for listening in
0: that's great
1: Um, Yeah, Coming back to that question that was posed Once you hit rock bottom Mm. Shahida, I've come to that end of that battle Quite a number of times Mm -hmm. And a person has got to understand That there was You know, occasions When I wasn't rock bottom But where my siblings Wanted to sort of like Come out to me and say But now what now? Can we not help you at this point? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't actually at rock bottom, so they took me to Tuf, Tuflug and whatever the case might be. No, I'm, I'm no, I'm lying. They didn't do that. They took me somewhere else, but they tried to sort of like assist me. Right. Okay. And then shortly after the assistance, you know, um, I I had a relapse, mm-hmm. and the the stance then was. This is now it boy. this we can't take this any further, yeah, and then I had the geographic elements that were against me because I was sleeping on the streets, I was sleeping in pipes, I was sleeping at Cape Town Station at hospitals and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is well you know documented in in, in in your program. and so I phoned up my sister and I said to her, listen man, I can't anymore, I can't anymore." A move was then made because I had no money. I had then made reverse calls to her and so on. And then what happened was that after three weeks of me now trying to make her understand that I am now really ready wanting to go. Right
0: And and at that time Did you feel That you were rock bottom
1: I, I was really rock bottom Because okay. I, the elements Were truly against me Okay I wasn't feeling well I was sleeping I had you know A canal walk I was sleeping at bus stops I was mm. sleeping everywhere And things Were Were really I'm sure I couldn't even go And beg anymore Because The people could see Now I'm a Full blown addict I'm saying I'm really From bad to worse My hair was long My beard was long I was smelling I haven't bathed For about nine months And I was Lice ridden You know So basically You know It was a journey That I undertook And and, and so You know Having just said that My sisters, My sister got my Other siblings together And then they Tasked To to take me through to um, Tuflug
0: Yeah
1: And believe you me I was pulled into the bultong room You know where they give you an injection They Mm -hmm. sedate you a bit And make you feel a bit calmer I was very, very uh, happy That I had arrived at the place Where I could now really sleep Yeah Shower And at least just rest Mm -hmm. And guess what Five days after that Yeah life became very boring for me okay it was not liquor mm-hmm. because you know the other chemical part yeah now started to overtake me mm-hmm. are you with me mm-hmm. which is my craving started yeah um i then started to look through a different type of a window type mm-hmm. of thing the eyeglasses change or the binoculars through which you see your future changes you see mm-hmm. um And so the first binoculars that I looked out was for sobriety, sobriety, being a good boy, looking after things, and doing the right things, and so on. That is one part of that component. That is your emotional component, at least to my side. I'm I'm not very well educated about this, you know, in terms of um, you know the academic side of things. But this is the way I view it. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's the next binoculars that I looked out through and that was my addiction. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I think that there is a there's a distance or there's a non-acknowledgement from those people on the other side of where I was at. Mm-hmm. Exactly to understand how I felt mm. Are you with me? Mm. Although I was in an institution Where I could have sort of like vocalized this type of thing You know I decided or I opted rather To become You know uh, To keep it to myself Because um, They would then view this as This guy's going to run away yeah. He's going to start wanting to k- pull drugs into this institution It's mm-hmm. going to become another menace to society yeah. So in order for me not to do that I'd rather keep my feelings towards myself okay. And I think part of not propelling up What keeps us as addicts I'm not talking on behalf of addicts But I think this is just my point of view, Shahida Is that I'm looking at s- all I'm saying to the other people on the other side of this bank of this river is that look at it from my frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And then, once you've seen the way I think, yeah. then journey with me to make me think differently okay. instead of smacking me and telling me "J nofa and giving me a damn hiding. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. I I had this discussion with you earlier, just before Maghrib slot started mm-hmm. uh, started in. It was that, you know, when I was drunk or in a stupor. kom mm-hmm. jay Yes, of course, it is embarrassing for for the for the parent or for the caregiver mm-hmm. to see the person in that type of state. But I think what we do need is that the codependent needs to educate himself better Mm -hmm. as to how we can vocalize or how we can better understand and get this addict or this person that is affected by this tsunami of drug addiction, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how we can better understand him.
0: Okay, and I'd like for you to hold the thought, because I know that we need to take commercial uh, news, and then when we come back, we can speak further about it. My first question would be just to explain a little bit about what codependency is about, just for the benefit of our listeners, so stay with us. Welcome back, I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed and Amin presently is assisting people in overcoming their addictive behavior and also works as an educator and maths tutor. So one of the discussions I'd like to have with you Amin is really the connection between being OCD and a person who has, you know, addictive behavior and how important it is for the addict to understand what is happening, what drives them to addictive behavior mm. w- with the those OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder um, mm. control need mm. types of traits but that's for another discussion yes. let's get back to you said before we went for the ads yes. when you were in tuflach and mm. there you were 5 days later after having had having, having felt that you were feeling like you had hit rock bottom You then become bored and you start to crave, but you do not express how you feel Mm. because of fear of the response. Yes. Tell us if you your needs had Mm. you could, if you could Mm. express how you feel, Mm. what benefit would have you know would that have held for you?
1: You you know, Shaida, the first thing I think that a person needs to. From an addict point Be able to understand is Nobody listens to me Nobody loves me Everybody hates me And they've got good reasons to be hated for Because they are on drugs They are doing things that are wrong
0: mm.
1: But here is the thing You know Anabis Sallallahu And I'm not an alim or a maula now Or anybody like that But on Sallallahu was passing by a group of people Who was complaining About a dog A dead dog And this dog was smelling so badly And Alhamdulillah Our Nabi Wasallam said Yes, you are right This dog is stinking And it is smelling bad But look at its tooth It looks like pearl And so I'm saying that we've got to see, you know, pearls in each and every body. And once we see a pearl or that diamond, okay, it's not shining because it's still rough. Why can't we be part of that process that polishes that diamond? Mm
0: -hmm. Now on that, what I'd like for you to speak about is... When you're codependent, and I'd like you to explain codependency, and here the person has either relapse or drugs again, that which you're asking of the caregiver is sometimes so hard. Firstly, because they don't always know how to deal with things, what would really make it better. So there's a lot of confusion. You You
1: see, the confusion comes about is because, you see, being a drug addict... It's not something that you can singularly point out that that is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. There's a holistic approach, a dynamic of a holistic approach. There's lots of things wrong with you. Mm -hmm. The way you think, your attitude towards life, you know, what you think is wrong, and so on. Let me give you an, an idea of what I'm saying to you. A father tells a son, cut yourself off from drugs. Yeah. Why can't you get off from drugs? You must talking nonsense. You are you. What, what are you talking about craving? You can't be craving. But that same parent smokes cigarettes. Okay. So I'm asking those parents that are smoking to give it up, right? And just see, just to empathize or feel, right? How the other person feels when you say. You can give off drugs.
0: Okay, so here's just another question because I understand how you feel. I'm I'm hearing you saying, can you have empathy yes. to, uh, uh, you know about how how what does it feel like to stand in the addict's shoes? Yes. But then there's again the pull and the push between yes. people who would say, what I'm hearing you saying is work gently, yes, uh, work with understanding. Yes. And then there is also the other take of apply tough love and yeah. again why i'm asking is because over and over parents will say i really don't know what to do yes. what would be the better way to handle the situation
1: you know i think that uh, Shayda the tough love yeah is something which is totally misunderstood okay you know i'm saying yes I'm saying be firm, yeah. but gentle. Okay. So it's the same thing. You know? right. Tough love is when the parent says to the child, my boy, I can't give you a five cents.
0: Mm.
1: You've got a problem. Mm-hmm. I cannot give you this money. Are you with me?
0: Yeah, right? but does it gently.
1: But does it gently. Okay. In, t- in terms of saying this, I cannot give you this money, my boy. Yeah. But tell me something. How does that make you feel? can't we just talk about how do you feel when i say that i can't give you money mm-hmm. how does that make you feel mm-hmm. are you with me mm-hmm. let us start have, let us start having a conversation between father and son okay. brothers and sisters
0: so so are you explaining how important it is to make the addict still feel that The core self of the person is still respected,
1: definitely.
0: The behavior is what is being condemned.
1: The the single most exactly, I love you, yeah, I don't love what What you're doing.
0: doing. Okay, so I think
1: that message needs to come out very clear.
0: Okay, I
1: mean, I love you, I do care about you, but I cannot, I cannot be the person. That is going to tell you, you know, you can see what this thing is doing for you. And the moment, the recipient of that type of, of conversation, right? Uh, uh, the recipient of that type of, uh, of, of dialogue, right? Will start thinking, you know, I think I'm being unreasonable. Okay. And, and when you stop put that idea in your, that person's head, I think I'm being unreasonable. You've at least won that person over. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: to to kind of set them off on a different, different path complete, different of, path of thinking.
1: Yeah, you know, you know Shaida. I think what we really need to say here is, and we need to say it so unequivocally. Mm-hmm. We've tried the Falaka way of doing things, yes. And we need to say that was in our medicine cabinet. All mm-hmm. right. We've gone to this person, and we've gone to that sangoma, and we've gone to that person, whatever it was. Nothing has worked. Saying that, yes, my my child has got the genes in him, and that's Mm -hmm. the reason why, nothing of that has actually worked. Mm -hmm. This is a psychological thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we need to find out what actually happened to my son, my daughter, my auntie, my uncle, because you must understand something. Okay Nobody just wakes up and say I'm going to take drugs Right Nobody does that
0: any. And I and I hear you And I think we need to speak more about that So it is important to get a sense of the importance of the background that led okay. to And the need that, that was being filled or responded to by the drug That's But right. stay with us, don't go away Shahida Kali, and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed. You would have checked that it's 8 o'clock, and at this time, we should have been starting our new part of our program. Now, the reason for not going into intro um, two and the VOC SOS helpline is because we started at half past seven and we're talking about something critically important to a large majority of our listeners. One would almost say it affects all of us drug addiction affects every single person who is a listener of the voice of the cape so we continue to speak about it i'd like to we you know we we were speaking about what would have to, to understand and empathize with the addict of what led to the drugs being used mm-hmm. and what did the drugs what was the intervention what was the drugs trying to intervene but was itself, what the drugs actually nee? mm. That's the one thing. We have. Oh, and, but, before we get there, just for you to explain the understanding of the parent or co- uh, caregiver who is codependent and how that mm. impacts on a person and a person's responses.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Shaida. the parent who is not on drugs
0: mm.
1: acts exactly... Like the drug addict who is on drugs The thinking process is no different from that of the person who is on drugs Okay, That is the person we call, uh, who is called a codependent
0: mm-hmm. Okay, And how does that behavior play itself out? Mm. If you can just explain that a person can say Oh my goodness, I, in, in fact as you explain it I'm realizing that I'm actually codependent
1: You know, a a simple thing, you know, if I can use my children for instance, Mm -hmm. you
0: know.
1: My daughter comes home to me and she says to me, uh, Daddy, you know what, we wrote um, maths today and I couldn't do the graph and uh, uh, I'm a bit worried about that. Uh, That is a sign, not of who she is, Mm -hmm. but who her father is, Mm -hmm. are you with me? Mm -hmm. So I can see that all that child is now, I'm seeing a reflection of myself. That, that was who I am, mm-hmm. are you with me? because that child is now obviously wanting to be as perfect as I it's am possible mm-hmm. so the thing here is that we try to reach the possibility of becoming perfect
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are you with me and
0: And so therefore when things are not in our control for perfection it affects us us so badly Badly. and and is that what very often parents do when they actually seek perfection in their children
1: their children Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened that's a bad friend i'm not saying that they don't have the right to say that Mm -hmm. or they don't have the right to guide their children Mm -hmm. but yes We must also allow a child, you know, to have the possibility, Mm -hmm. right, of possibly making their own choices. Okay. All right? Let me give you a classical example. Some of my um, daughter's friends come to our house. Mm -hmm. And they come there at about 4 o'clock the afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah. And they say, "Um, I'm just giving... Like an example now, Kulsum, don't you want to go with us to Biscope and so on? We're going to go for the 5 o'clock show. We should be back by 8. Okay. What do you think my daughter said to them? I'm sorry. It's 5 o'clock. And tomorrow is school. We are setting ourselves, you know, we are just preparing Preparing. ourselves. Ourselves. For school tomorrow, mm. I, I'm, I, it's no use. I'm even going to ask my daddy. Mm. That allows growth and development for that particular child. Mm-hmm. Instead, what happens to this child that doesn't know what to do? Daddy, can I go to the basketball? Now I say, no, you can't go, Coulson. Now, how does she look to? I'm saying, how does she feel to even give that message to her friends who are now busy going to that movie? Sure, she feels yeah my parents are not nice, they're not good. and what the other uh, bigger component of this thing is she's afraid of what her parents might think of her, what her friends might think of, of her, her of that she's not able to take charge of her <laughs> own life. <laughs> they're independent and she's not independent, and she can't make choices for herself. And I think that type of thing lingers on and on. And then the child becomes 25, and then the child still says, Mommy, can I get a, can I get a 30 rands, please? I want to go and buy myself cigarettes. And guess what our parents do? They're still giving the cigarette money off to the child. And I want to go, whether it's cigarette money, or whether it is petrol money, or whatever, um, they married maybe, they've got staying at the back, and... Uh, that mem- that family member never feels the, you know, I feel so good today. Do you know why? I'm independent. Mm-hmm. I'm independent. I do not rely on anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think parents, parents who are now grandfathers, right, are still looking after the children of 39 and 35.
0: I I must, and and really I must just interject to say, just today, my sister and I was having that very conversation of, isn't it amazing how we are still looking after our children or our adult married children with children?
1: How did this migration take place? I
0: I know, I know. It is because
1: we live in a society, um, I would say, that is... um, What's the operative word I can't get to the operative word But I'll get to it later But You know How is this possible Mm -hmm. If your child is You know Sick If he's sick 35 years old He's sick He's got the flu He then will go to the Doctor himself Mm. But guess what Suddenly when the child Is a drug addict The mother goes with To the rehab centre And It's amazing What happens there suddenly um, the child is in the rehab center guess what they take a a packet full of luxuries rewarding this child Mm. are you with me that child doesn't feel a sense of pride Mm. it's about the restoration of dignity Mm -hmm. it's about restoration of self-worth it's about restoration that is what recovery is all about Mm -hmm. it's got nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, staying off drugs. It's about, you know, looking decent, smelling nice, talking gently. Los no die gangster style van prat, Los no day gangster style van loop. Los no day gangster style van mm. no dookie cup like, uh, you know, that samosa cup rei. Yeah. But do it properly. Always look presentable like Allah wa ta'ala wanted you. Mm-hmm. Stop walking around with a tattoo, mm. you know, that type of thing, mm. you know. And the, the, the sad part of it is, Shahida, people that phone me um, mothers and fathers of 65 and older.
0: Yes, My
1: son is 48. Yeah. My son is 35. I am worried. But the son... Yeah. You know, it's sad, but the important thing here is we as parents and as caregivers have got to ask the question. What have I done mm-hmm. to contribute this thing coming to my particular door and,
0: and I think also just a thought We were speaking about codependency The very description of what you've given Would be the parent who's codependent Isn't it Definitely. And, and it is actually extremely sad I once watched a program In which the therapist said to the parent You're doing this for yourself, for mm. yourself to feel better, mm. it's actually no benefit for your st- f- to the child. Exactly. You've got to be able to let the child take, you know, face consequences and exactly. rebuild their own self worth.
1: And, and, and the thing here is, you know, Shaida. Now, consequences is a big word, mm. but mm. no strafik must make mm. That marks here, and I understand all of that. Yes, but the important thing here is. We've got a tsunami on our doorstep mm. Right, why? Because we are, we are We are in denial Like the addict is in denial of being on drugs We are in denial Of wanting to take the proper step You know, and I always make this thing We must try to spell out This word denial D-E-N-I-A-R mm. You know, and it's an Acronym for a bigger thing That means we don't Even know that I'm lying if you take D-E-N-I-A-L, it means don't even know I am lying.
0: Yeah, it's very, very sad because ultimately, for the most part, your carers and your parents really want the best for the child and want the child to get better. Yes. For the child's sake even, not even just for their own. Mm. And the question is, where does one start to make it better? I know you said, if I could have expressed how I felt Definitely. when I was craving, yes, what would that have resulted in? Yes, had you said, at this moment I am craving, mm-hmm. how would that have been beneficial for you?
1: Yes, you, you know, Shahida,
0: apart from
1: from making that statement. Mm-hmm. The person who's a drug addict needs to latch onto somebody they can trust explicitly.
0: Yeah,
1: you need to have that type of trust. It won't go from any other person. That it's only between the two of us. So, for so,
0: for example, are you saying you feel
1: this way? You feel that
0: way, and and I'm saying it to someone I can trust not to lash out at me because I told my truth
1: exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So basically it's like saying Okay, fine, I'm disappointed in what you have done now, right? But the thing is is tell me something, how long has this been going on? Right? Okay, it's been going on now for five days. I've now just you know, relapse is not actually, okay, we can talk about relapse and what relapse means and stuff like that. It's not actually when the, the actual point as when you start taking substance abuse. It's uh, started some time before that. Before and changes. that is another topic on its own. Yeah. But um, just bringing it now candidly to the point of being able to say, okay, I've made this mistake. And and allowing the the, the, the person to feel remorseful And I think that is key to the development of that person becoming, uh, you know, better. Mm -hmm. Because a person must understand, when a person relapses and he doesn't have an outlet of trust with anybody else, Mm -hmm. the relapse issue becomes bigger. Because now they're either going to rob, they're going to murder, or they're going to steal. Um, and 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 then things just get totally out of hand, you know. Um, yeah. So basically, what there needs to be some kind of recognition from the people on the other side of the street or of the river to empathize and say, "Listen, I understand exactly now what you've said. Eh? I'm disappointed, and show that you are angry and show your disappointment, but also allow the other person to have." show exactly his remorse and that he is sorry for what he has done in truth Mm -hmm. you know and and from there, like I said a a different type of development can take place
0: so you acknowledge you you tell the person how you feel you act you you refer to the decision of the relapse for example Mm -hmm. and then you refer to but I can see how sincerely remorseful you are Mm. and I accept that from you. Mm. Let's look at how can we make this better. Okay. Would be a moment of growth.
1: And then and then the next thing to ask is what actually brought this about? Okay. Can you perhaps try to tell me what actually happened? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. And if you look at it, you know, it is so small things for me or for you. Yeah. But it's a big thing for them. You know, and
0: understanding that, of course, is going to help you to see and to know how do we then prevent that from exactly, happening again. Exactly. You've got to identify exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, um, for instance, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, drug, I'm just giving an example. As a drug addict will say, um, uh, Mommy, uh, I'm going to the bioscope whatever. No, 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 with whom are you going? And suddenly, it's again about that type of control. The person is twenty-nine years old. He's a father of two children, and uh, he can't go, or or whatever the case might be. Now suddenly, he can't go, right? And it's about giving him that that space of saying, uh, uh, "Listen, like you know, what happened to me was." I went to my sister and I said to my sister uh, Zainab, I got my first pay packet and I'm afraid that I am going to, you know, abuse this money, uh, like you want to become like a good boy type of thing, you know, and she she sat me down, she said to me, I Amin, mean, listen to me now very carefully, go to the bank tomorrow, I said, can't you join me, I said, she said to me, no. You go to the bank tomorrow on your own. You get your own banking account, right? Okay? She was firm, she was forthright. She said it what was on her mind, but she wasn't a person that you ear crappet in that you earse marketing. Sure. Are you with me? She sure. didn't tell me in this way. As you know Mao, um uh, uh, Not the bloody, um, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, you know, she doesn't use vulgar language. She talks to me like a human being. So this allows for a platform for yeah. human development to take place. Okay, so, and there's, so there's respect w- and I regard. There's respect, and so I went to the bank on my own, and then I felt my first, my first card of. Self worth. I did this on my own. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. that's, That's what it is. You see. That's
0: really alhamdulillah. And I'm, you know, really, we we are hoping that many many people will benefit from this discussion. Of course, it's time for us to take commercial news. When we come back, I think we'll probably have to move to concluding this part of the program. Stay with us. I'm back, and if you have just tuned in, let me greet Assalamu Alaikum wa Wabarakatuh and good evening. My name is Shahida Kali, and usually we would now be in the program VOC SOS Helpline. And of course, this is the part of the program, but because we started at half past seven with Amin Mohammed, my guest in the studio, we thought that we could just speak a little bit about this very, very important topic that affects all all of our lives and that is certain aspects of drug addiction so we're talking about um, codependency is what we spoke about we spoke about understanding what leads to drugs to drug addiction and what the intervention is that people are seeking when they turn to drugs etc Amin has spoken about the importance of getting to restore as a caregiver, helping the drug addict to restore their self-worth, their sense of self the dignity of self. Yes. You mentioned the example of when your sister said to you, you go to the bank. Yes. You open that account. You then come away from it. And perhaps for you to describe what did it feel like when you walked it, out of that bank?
1: You know, Shahida, I kept that card and I was looking at that bird. And you know, that corner is little blocky. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking at a bird. You know, for some time and so on. But really, you know, I felt a sense of, I've got my own banking account, I'm on my journey now, I'm going to take care of this, you know, I'm not going to make stupid arrangements anymore, I'm not going to make stupid choices anymore, Um, I'm going to do the right thing, and so on, Mm -hmm. are you with me? Yeah. And I think that is what happens, you know. Uh, the first thing that needs to happen is the restoration of self, um, you know. And of course, you know, the fact that the bank opened a banking account for me—they must trust me. Yes. So a certain sense of trust was there. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So when you do that, when you open up something as simple as a bank, you know, there are so many gifts that you get back from doing something yourself, Mm -hmm. okay? For a lifetime, people's mothers have been handling, handling them their bread money, their taxi fees every morning. Mm -hmm. So what does it do? It breaks them down.
0: It doesn't teach them teach how them to anything. manage themselves. There's another
1: component to this whole thing.
0: Okay, so Any can person, I can I yes. can I just intervene? We might not be able to have much yes. of a further discussion yes. because I've just been made aware that mm. in one minute mm. yes. we have to go into the um, period For before isha. the activation. Yes. So perhaps just a very last thought mm-hmm. in thirty seconds.
1: Okay, I think. What I would just like to say to the listeners is We've got problems Problems of drug addiction Let us have a different view As to how we are going to manage drug addiction For ourselves and for those affected by drug addiction Mm -hmm. Right? And let us look at different types of solutions For the addict and the codependent
0: Inshallah. Inshallah. And I think on that note, I just want to say shukran so much for the contribution to my program this evening and assalamu alaikum.
1: It's my pleasure, Shayda. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Don't go out with that free.